Hi there, welcome to Live at Gilmore Guitars. I'm David Gilmore, and on this episode, a great friend, a lady that I've known for a long, long time, and a woman who has so many irons in the fire, she has got shit going on all over the place. It's Tara Lee, Live at Gilmore Guitars. Looking for the perfect pick-me-up To bring this girl around Oh, I don't know what's wrong I just don't feel right Wasting so much time At another red light When these wheels can take me anywhere The sun is shining and I don't care Gilmore Guitars, T.L. Hey, buddy. 
Shirley, it's great to see you. Well, it's a it's a good day to be here with you, my friend. <laughs> you and I go a long way back. I mean, I don't even want to count. I, I don't years. either. It's better I don't if we e- don't. It, it's awesome, though. Yeah. But like, um, obviously, it's it's radio is our connection. Sure. And uh, radio is my connection to the podcast because this was one of the things that I was good at back when I was on the air was was this the right. art the artist interview. Mm-hmm. So, and you. Actually, before I started the podcast, the Live at Gilmore Guitars podcast, uh, I did a, a demo thing with Renee Rondo where we right. filmed. Uh, I was I was kind of going for a live at Daryl's house kind of vibe, yeah, yeah. kind of idea. And uh, you were my guinea pig at the time. I know. I actually found some of those videos on YouTube yeah. not that long ago. They still kind of exist. And yeah, toying with the video version of what a lot of podcasters are doing now, yeah. right? Doing it video and audio. You were before your time, Gilly. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, you know, kind of led into the the whole, just the audio podcast, which is, I'm okay with that. Sure. I mean, nobody needs to see my face anyway. I mean, the older I get and the longer COVID goes on. Right. <laughs> I'm sure I kind of like this myself. So, so your your background obviously is radio, but you were actually a singer songwriter and a, a performing full time country artist before you got into radio. Yeah, right? I started as a singer songwriter, pretty much straight out of high school. Kind so, of, yeah, tell that story. Yeah, I got bit by the bug. Uh, I mean, I come from a musical family, so it was. It You're was a Saskatchewan around. girl, right? Yeah, absolutely. Grew up outside of Regina, and um, kind of once I graduated, thought that I was gonna try this singing thing it kind of was like we talk about it in our family a little bit it's like I kind of did what what grandma always wanted to do kind of was grandma's dream right she was actually the really talented one in the family mom sang and play sang and played and, and my uncle Wayne he uh he sang and played as well he played in bands for years so there's always lots of music around and stuff but even now uh grandma's 98 and I still talk to her a little bit and she's always nice. excited to hear what I got my hands into which is always something you're a crazy lady because <laughs> we were talking before we started the podcast you're you got a lot of shit going on and i'm and i'm hoping that we can cover it all here yeah well we'll try but but yeah so basically I, I did the artist thing um and right when i had finally finished my debut ep i got an offer to go do morning radio in moose jaw just to fill in on a mat leave. And it was our friend, Abby White. It was that our we friend, did Abby White, that we can blame for all the <laughs> shenanigans since. But it was interesting timing, right? Because I finally got my record done. But then I'm like, actually, maybe this is like a good little tie-in. And so um, went to Moose Jaw for just over uh, a year and got plucked to go to Major Market in, in Edmonton with the legendary Greg Shannon, where, um, I don't know, we did about a year and a half up there. And then eventually it migrated here to yeah. Red Deer, where we had a really good run. Well, you two were actually the debut morning show on Big Earl, were you not? Not the debut. We, we came in, uh, I'm not sure how long Big Earl was on, but uh, Greg and I... Uh, came in there and, and because big earl started in camrose yeah and then moved to edmonton and then they flipped yeah you know. so um we we had some it was it's i don't know i guess once i got into radio and i was kind of in it maybe two or three years i realized obviously i wanted to be a singer and a songwriter and an artist but i actually realized what i wanted to be was an entertainer because I loved playing live and I love interaction, acting with the crowd and, and the show part of, of playing and being an artist. 
and it was really about people for me. So um, when it came to, you know, taking on the radio career, when I kind of connected those dots where it was like, oh, this is actually what I wanted to do. Because every once in a while I'd be like, this isn't what I said. This is us. And I still played and wrote and recorded the whole time. And, um, and I got to be immersed in music, which was, was great. But I also got to make people laugh and do things in the community. And, um, and when I realized it was more about entertaining for me overall, I'm like, I kind of felt like I won the lottery in a lot of ways. Nice. So, and you did, you mentioned that you've written, written songs and recorded the whole time so how did you obviously you your family was your your input into the music uh but when did you decide that you could actually write songs well i started writing actually in grade 12 i wrote a couple in grade 12 and they they weren't they weren't that bad actually for like a 17 year old right i'm like they actually when i look back on them now they were songs that had hooks and I'm a I'm a big like songs got to have a hook for me. And I'm guessing that you figured that out. And this is just me spitballing here. You figured that out because you probably listened to a lot of radio. I did, I absolutely did. Yeah. And so um, when I think back to those initial songs that I wrote, were they hit songs that I would record now and put out? Probably not. But were there some strengths in them early on? I think so. Um, and I, I didn't, I didn't write as much as I should have. I'll say that out loud. Um, but there are, there are some. I actually found one, not that long ago that I'd forgot about, that I had uh, pulled out, and I'm like, I missed the boat on that one. I should have cut that one. Never too late. Never. T- it's, it's not a good like point. you. T- it's not like you don't know some people. <laughs> this is true. I actually did it at a songwriters night not that long ago. And uh, there, I had some friends out, non-music business friends, and they're like, where have you been keeping that song? Cool. So are you actually still going in and doing co-writing sessions? Uh, I did. I've done some writing um, in the last year or so with uh, the band Nice Horse, which yep. I know we were going to talk about anyways, and um, doing a little bit of outside work with them. But we, we went um, back when restrictions lifted they played in banff back in the fall and we actually took a week and stayed in canmore and wrote a bunch of songs and nice. written with brandy um before that but so you know uh, it's always there it's kind of there you know and because i've always again it's like i got hooks in my head all the time so just before we get to the next song yeah uh we've been talking about radio mm-hmm. you're actually still doing some freelance radio you're doing some fill-in stuff and because it's 2021 and we got a computer and an internet connection you can you can do a, an on-air show anywhere so you tell me where yeah you've doing, been doing it mostly from home last year um had someone say i need someone for six months and it was right before <laughs> it was i was off the air for five years yeah. and so we're, we're getting this all set up and my my back to work date was going to be march 16th the day kids didn't go back to school so i'm radio retirement for five years and like oh hey come back on the air and the, with the pandemic and i'm like what a time to you know resurface but i also think Um, you know, not being a kid straight out of school probably offered uh, a lot to that particular manager thinking, okay, well, 
I don't have to teach. Well, or just worry about, yeah. you know, the, the landmines are, that are out there, right? right? Right. And so, like, when when in doubt, say nothing. So, with, <laughs> when you're doing these voice tracks for for the radio stations yeah. from your home, are you actually uh, using the 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 playlist oh. and doing talkovers and that sort of stuff? I or you can't just tell using, you all my secrets. Or are you just using tone and knowing what the intros are on this and that's going by heart yeah yeah okay it's it's uh, and i am still and some of the other fill-in stuff i'm doing i am going to edmonton and in studio so that's fun too because it's all the bells and whistles and you know all the buttons that make you stressed out but also keep you on your toes and the phone calls right you get to you get to i get to do i got a bunch coming up here too i get to do the sunday afternoon request show on cfcw oh that's awesome like with that extensive library i feel like a kid in a candy store are you actually going to take any I requests get to play. well <laughs> just depends how i'm feeling that day and i've done it a few times and it's just like i mean people love great music yeah. And I and I love hearing the stories when they call in and want to hear a specific song as to why. Right? So so that's kind of fun and yeah, I still get to scratch the radio itch a little bit and you know, it's like you said, got my hands in all the things. And CFCW still has some really great oh, talent there. I mean Greg Shannon is there. Who's that now? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh Tell Pete, me everything is I know. Pete Don't still tell him, on but, the air? Um I don't think so. Yeah. He, I think he might do a classic show. Like I think yeah, he has a show. The classic show. I don't know what they yeah. like, but he's such a great dude. Oh man, love sweetest Pete. man. Yeah, Pete I Hicks. used to live in in Camrose, and he, he used to do his show from right. Camrose, yeah. from uh-huh. the Camrose Studios, and uh, him and his his wife Twy just awesome, awesome people. Yeah, and and talk legend. about a guy with music knowledge, and part of the Legends Band mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, he's done it all too. That guy. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get another song in. What are we gonna do? Well, why don't I do that one that was in the archives. All right. Then you tell me if I should get yeah, back in yes, the studio. Yes, record it. Well, decide after oh, you hear it, maybe. What, what's it called? <laughs> it's called Right Now. Right Now. It's Tara Lee, live at Gilmore Guitars. Timing is everything this I know So why did I have to find you When you're in the middle of letting go You don't have the answers For these questions I have So it wouldn't be fair to me To even ask Right now, right now, right now. Cards are on the table, they've been from the start. Willing to get in the game Wasn't too worried About my heart That's kind of changed now Cause I could fall for you But I know you're not ready What am I 
to do right now, right now, right now. I need to know, is it me, or could it be anyone? Sure ain't prepared to be your cure. Something inside me says you're thinking about her right now, right now, right now. Timing is everything This I know So why did I have to find you When you're in the middle Of letting go Live at Gilmore Guitars. Yeah, I think you should record that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Every t- the more I play it, I'm like, man, I don't know how that one got by us when we, when we did my record. How did it? Did Was there outside influences that was uh, helping you choose songs? Yeah, I mean, there was, there was a few of us. And I think, I mean, I guess I'm happy with all the songs that are on my record. Yeah. So it wasn't like there's one that I think it could have replaced necessarily. Is there another record in your future? Uh, depends how much of a tax write-off I need <laughs> this year. <laughs> well, not traveling as much. You know, if you're in need of a tax write-off, that means you're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Awesome, good for you. So, speaking of doing pretty good and all the shit that you got yourself into, <laughs> like you are probably one of the the busiest people that I know. Well, because you've got a lot of different things going on, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's I just I'm lucky that I get presented opportunities of things that I want to do. Nice. You know, and 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 all things that land in my lane and where my passion lies. You know, and we were talking about the Country Music Alberta Awards not that long ago and And that's where I wanted to go next yeah. because you got involved with that if I'm not mistaken by producing the Legend Show? Yeah, the CCMA Legend Show. I've produced eight of those, I think, for Canadian Country Music Association. Yeah. And I mean, that is the absolute honor and joy of my life, getting to do that particular show. Um, because I get to work with these artists who influenced me from a very young age. Some of them influenced my uncle, my grandma. Um, and so to be able to kind of quarterback that show with, you know, great assistance obviously from the ccma but for them to just be like okay um just let us know what you're gonna do and and here's what we're thinking and to kind of 
you know, and the artists trust me and um, it's allowed me to, to make some more connections which is never That's a bad cool. thing and you actually got to work with wendell ferguson on that show oh all the you? time yeah, yeah he he heads our uh, he heads our he's our band leader yeah. and so i mean he's a trip and it's just been i mean the last one in calgary my family got to come which was i think the first one they they drove up to one in edmonton actually but um my whole family got to come to that which was cool because it cool. was like carolyn don johnson michelle wright Tenniel Towns, Lindsay L, the Recklaws, the Wilkinsons, and, and I, I mean, it was just—it was everybody. Ha, you have an ongoing uh, relationship with Carolyn Don Johnson, yeah, right? CDJ and I are good yeah. friends. Yeah, she's yeah. a she's a just a solid human in my life, and very grateful for her. But you know, to pair her with Tenniel Towns when they've kind of got this like mirrored story twenty years later, it's a little bit trippy. Um, but to be just a small part of of that and just that entire show. Um, has provided me with a a lot of a little bit of stress, a lot of joy, and um, and then it's it's some experience, right, to get into some of these other shows. It's not supposed to be easy, though, is it? Well, anything worth doing, yeah. right? It never is. And and now, kind of turning the corner to Alberta, it used to be the Alberta Country Music Association. They have recently, at about about a year ago, yeah, a year ago, they did uh, a full they, rebrand. They, they did a rebrand to the Country Music Alberta, mm-hmm. and uh, you're involved there because. You produced the ACMA Awards before the rebrand, correct? Yeah, so this last year was my third I was going to say, this was your third year doing that. Yeah, so two ACMA Awards and uh, then this first uh, 10th annual Country Music Alberta Awards. And, And, you know, obviously this year everything was... I don't know. <laughs> so, so, so talk about that. I don't know. Yeah, because COVID has, you know, there's no live performance, yeah. and yet, uh, you the the association, Country Music Alberta, had to give out awards. Yeah. Uh, well, nobody said they had to, but it's it's what they do, right? That's kind of well, and also, our our members needed something to feel some joy about okay honestly right like we needed something to feel good about in in the music business because it's been so tough this last year and so we we went through you know four or five different iterations of what we could do and as you know in the fall when restrictions were a little bit different and we could have had 100 people in house there was some different ideas and and then things changed and we were kind of sitting on our hands in january waiting to see if it was going to change back and then it was about mid-january i'm like we have to move forward as if what the rules are are today or what they're going to be when it comes showtime. And um, we found a, a great partner in Production World in Edmonton and put together a, a virtual award show that, you know, for me, it's like if we're going to do it, we got to find a way to do it so that it it's 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 not just iPhone videos. Yeah. You know, because and, and nothing against anybody who's who's done those shows, but. It was like we're now a year into this. So, how many camera shoot was it? Uh, oh God, I think they have seven in there. Seven camera shoot. That's that's yeah. big production. Yeah, the you know full full TV studio, full yeah. lighting, video wall. Um, it is on YouTube if anybody wants to check it out. We had great viewership. We had George Canyon, Mariah Stokes hosting. It was awesome. So, give the actual title where people can go search uh, this on YouTube. If you search Country Music Alberta. 10th Annual Country Music Alberta Awards on YouTube. Uh, either one of those will pop up. The Country okay. Music Alberta channel, it's on there. So um, you can find it. And uh, and it, you had also mentioned uh, before we started recording, uh, talking about this show, 
you had some some Alberta artists that are you know sort of above local artists. Well, they've they've really in the last year uh, it now supports all levels of country music, not just grassroots. Sweet. And so on the show we had Lindsay L had a, we had a performance from Nashville. We had Gord Bamford on the show, Clayton Bellamy. Uh, Brandon Lorenzo, who's an awesome uh, up-and-comer, nice horse with a pre-recorded uh, video, Ryan Lindsay, and so um, we had we had, it was a very diverse show. We gave out 22 awards. We blasted through this thing, man. We got a lot of business done. We did a Hall of Fame induction, a mass induction video, and um, it's. Uh, that, there's something special about that award show for me to be a part of too because it does it celebrates like for me sometimes I get a little bit cranked up Gilly like I'm when I no. when I'm passionate about something <laughs> sometimes I'm up here and uh, come in hot even when I'm not trying to <laughs> um, but the reason my give a shit factor on that particular show is so cranked up is because I would have killed for there to be something like this when I was at that grassroots level. Right. And something that a lot of people don't know um, about me is like, uh, and and I, I never want any detail to kind of fall down because when I was nominated for Rising Star for the CCMAs, there was a, a little bit of a camera faux pas. And the moment where I would have had my moment, they actually showed the wrong person. Oh. And so uh, that was pretty devastating, actually, for me. And and so when when I'm working on these shows, and, and this one in particular, it's like, I just never want that to happen to anybody else. And I want everybody to get their moment, because what if that's their only moment? Right, right. What if, what if it's the only one they get? And so it's really important to me to do a good job, because I take pride in my work, but also for these artists, you know, um, and including our those those who are making waves and are our bigger stars. All that does, for, to in my mind, is lift up the next gen. Right, because they have something to aspire to, and it's bringing it's bringing our staunch country music fans to see what's coming next. Nice, because everything's cyclical, right? Yeah. Everything's cyclical. Who's next? Okay, in your opinion? Oh, don't even. You can't. You can't, man. No, not. I got a new gig. I can't be picking favorites, no. no. I'm not going to ask you <laughs> favorites, but I, I just want to ask you about the state of country music right now. It, You know, <laughs> and, and country music radio. Like, what do you think? I think it's the same as it always has been. There's people listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's still obviously the, like, and there's a younger demo listening to country than we've had f since I can remember. Yeah. So I'm not sure we can argue anything other than it's working. Well, I mean, the you, country you country listeners are up. Over the pandemic, I actually was on a webinar last week. Uh, it was a music charts webinar. And over the last year, country music listenership is up like 22% or something. Wow. So Okay, so we're going to we're going to talk about that situation because you've got another thing God. going on in your life. Don't don't get me fired before I've even started. No, we're not going to do that <laughs> at all. But we are going to get another song. Okay. All right. So what are we going to do this time? Uh well, 
Why don't we do the one that uh, actually did pretty good at radio for me? Right. We're talking about radio. Um, and actually, I actually, if there's any artists listening to this, um, whether they're current or former or whatever, I, I actually, this is a PSA. Can Don't I? fool yourself. We've got about two or three listeners. Okay, perfect. Um, I took an artist manager's course last year through Canada's Music Incubator. Nice. Uh, so anybody involved in music, check them out. Canada's Music Incubator. they got a bunch of different programs. Thank you. Thank you. But one of the things on there was we learned about was royalty collections. And I was never good at my royalty collections back in the day. I got my SOCAN checks. But other than that, like any of my neighboring rights, any of the performance royalties, like left those on the table. And I thought they were long gone. And... As I took this course, I'm like, oh, I dug in a little bit, just a tiny little bit. I haven't done all the follow-up yet, but I have found that there is a, a chunk. I think it's up to 2009 that we have until there's a few more months left in this year that you can go back and get your back royalties. I got a couple of checks in the last few months. Um, oh, and this song actually made me a little bit of money oh, that, I, that almost because when this deadline comes up and I think it's in the next few months. You can't get anything before 2009-ish. Don't list, Don't trust me on these dates. Hit the Google. Hit Actor Racks. Go research it Go on research your own. It. Yeah. I should have come in with the, we need a fact check after. I'll send you a note. Maybe you can put uh, it in the. You know, if I was Joe Rogan, I'd have right. a guy over We'd there. Have a guy. Going, hey, who's fact checking this bullshit? Anyone? Anyways, there's some money out there that's going to be gone soon if you recorded like in the 2000s. Good info. I actually got it. I got good, good for you. Good couple little checks on this particular song. All so right. it and seems like we should is... celebrate it with uh, a little performance. All right. Live at Gilmore Guitars, Tara Lee. I got a call around nine tonight. Kind of wished I hadn't answered the phone. Carla and Daryl had a great big fight, and she didn't want to be alone.
Harvey Gilmore guitars, Tara Lee. Awesome. I remember that song. Well, my brother said to me, you gotta write a stupid song. People like <laughs> stupid songs. I'm not saying it's a stupid song. You know it's what? a little I, lighthearted. I, I think I might like your brother. Yeah, it's a little lighthearted. And I mean, I gotta say, like one of my favorite lines I ever rose in that song. And look, there she is, little Miss Non-Smoker bumming a cigarette. Yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, one of my favorites in any of my songs. Excellent. So let's uh, let's turn the, the corner here to some of the things that you're doing now uh, outside of the, the show pr- promotion and production uh you're working for a company called gps promotion yeah we're just launching this it's been in the works for six months or so So, are you at the the ground floor in this endeavor or are you coming into it no we're we're there's um there's a couple of different entities involved in it and conversations have been happening for a long while, but um, basically GPS promotion is going to be a new radio and beyond promotions company. Um, Working songs at radio for artists and all the new media that's out there, right? a a radio tracking company. Yeah, we don't, but you know, here's the thing. We don't just track, but we don't track what's happening. We promote your song at radio. Like, not just find out who's playing it, try to get guys to play it for yeah. you, right? Yeah. So um, that's kind of the, the new gig, and it's a, it's a division of Sakamoto Agency, which is, Sakamoto is a legendary entertainment brand in Canada. So is it still Ron, or uh, is it Ron's his part of the now? parent company, and so Paul Byro is actually, he runs Sakamoto Agency, and Paul okay. was my manager 20-some years ago. Oh, wow. So I get to work with Paul again, which is awesome. He's a... Uh, you know, won a couple of CCMAs this year and um, he's doing really great things with Sakamoto Agency. And then um, it's powered by Grassroots Promotion in Nashville, which is they just won an award at CRS for secondary radio promotion company in the U.S. So they work songs at secondary markets um, down there. And so it's kind of a marriage of these two companies to build a Canadian arm and, and offer something um, really to help artists. I mean, at my my heart really is like how can we help artists not just get them on the radio because that's a tough game but it's like how do we make sure their music is as good as it can be to get to get them the best chance at radio um and offer you know whether it's some coaching and then other avenues too like whether it's youtubers and influencers and podcasters it's like let's just try to get as many ears on your music as possible right Good for you. So, you're are you kind of leading well, the Canadian yeah. portion of it? So, you're you're. They gave me a title that I'm not comfortable with, and it's general manager because it seems really big. But because uh, I had GMs at radio stations, and they were the big cheeses, so <laughs> I'm not totally comfortable with it. But uh, it, I suppose it looks good on a business card. We are all older now, and we need more responsibility. Listen, don't, I don't know throw that don't throw I, I don't, that R word around I, so casually. I, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> you know, I honest to God, I I opened up my own shop and I'm self employed because I didn't want anybody else's responsibility. <laughs> the great thing about this this gig for me is like I always I mean, it's been in the back of my mind to to do this for a while and help artists at radio, but to have um, you know, to have the systems and the knowledge from grassroots in Nashville because they've been doing it for 25 years and then the support and the team with Sakamoto Agency 
it kind of like I'm really excited, but we're just getting going here. So, and I think you have uh, enough experience from both ends of the world well, kind of to thing. kind of bring that all together, right? Yeah, um, you know, I've, I've been the artist, I've been in music meetings, um, and I've got. I've got some pretty good relationships and, and, and people and will take my call and people will send me an email back and the, that's half the battle. That That's key right yeah. there. Yeah. And congr- congratulations. Good for you. That's well, thank awesome. You. I'm going to do the shameless plugs right now then too. Please first, do. First Please song do. we're working right now is the Prairie States. And if you haven't heard much of them, go check them out because they're awesome. A band out of Edmonton and uh, their single is High That I'm Riding and we're getting some uh, good early stuff on them. And then we're also working secondary for artists who have uh, major label um, promo happening as well. So we're working Nice Horses High School at secondary markets across Canada. So uh, you are working with Nice Horse, uh, like you've been involved with these these young ladies for, for a while now. Yeah. Because I've, I've been watching you on on socials and, and watching how things are going. Uh, you're doing a podcast with them. And now is your involvement also with uh, GPS promotion for Nice Horse? Yeah, is the, that how that's working for you? Yeah, yeah. That's the that's one of the secondary songs or songs that we're working at secondary radio is is Nice Horses there. So on that team and um, involved with some of the stuff around that single with them. And then, uh, yeah, you know, I just, I think a lot of those girls and I hitch myself to that wagon for a really bad pun, sort of, but I just, I saw... I don't know. I just felt like there was something there and that we needed them in, Canadi- in the marketplace in Canadian country music. They they strike me as being a lot of fun. Well, yes, there's that. And I have been known <laughs> to follow the fun. Um, um, but, they're, but beyond that, they're unbelievably smart businesswomen. And they, they run a business. And, and so, like, they've taught me a lot about some different things. And I think we've just kind of been helping each other in some different lanes and some different avenues. And, and then we, we got together on, um, you know, Be Nice Nation. They launched a lifestyle That's another brand thing that I want to talk to you about. Yeah, yeah. so they launched that. And, and kind of I came in on that as another pair of hands. Um, so it's basically, is it merchandise to just sort of promote a... A way of being a decent person. Yeah, I mean, merchandise is one of the angles, but it's it's going to grow and evolve into, um, you know, blogs and really a podcast network and some different things, right? And so, but it's kind of starting with yeah, yeah, it's and and promoting, you know, inclusion and diversity and and all these other things that the girls believe in. Nice. Um, yeah, it is nice. It's be nice nation. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and then, you know, with that, we launched the Roadcase podcast. Which is very cool. I've yeah. gone and listened to a, a couple of, of, of the podcasts. And uh, this, the George Strombolopoulos one. <laughs> George Strombolopoulos. Fun to say. <laughs> yeah, that dude. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we couldn't get him off the I'm I'm a bit track. of a fan of his anyway. Uh, he, he does some really, really cool stuff. And I just thought it was very compelling and and interesting that one of the young ladies in in, in nice horse has a prior uh, working relationship with with george and was able to get him on and he's going yeah anywhere anytime yeah. i'll be there for you yeah uh i mean a million years ago right and, and that's kind of these girls have all these crazy stories i did a road trip with them 
uh, to Yorkton, Saskatchewan. It's kind of, I guess, where the relationship really started to um, evolve. And like, you know, 10 hours in a van there and back and you get all the stories. It's like, man, you gotta, and, and they're great at telling their stories. Yeah. And so it's, they're very entertaining. And the fact that they were able to pull in George Strombolopoulos as our first guest, um, I mean, everybody's got some pretty good people in their phones. So there's some cool stuff coming up and, and yeah, just stories from the road and beyond really. Right. It's very cool. Yeah. Thank it's you. very good. And are you going to be on the podcast? Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. one of Good the cast, you. one of the cast members. That's that's very the cool. Podcast. So, um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty fun so far. Just looking ahead at what we've got, kind of ready to roll out. It is, um, and it's. I think one of the things about it is you don't have to be a country music fan to like that podcast. No, uh, you know Tara, one of the the guitar player in Nice Horse. She comes from a heavy metal background. Yeah. She played in Kitty. Yeah. Right? And so um, there's stories, wild stories from, <laughs> from the Kitty days, right? You know, Katie, she was in Jackalope, yeah. which was, you know, that industrial indie band that had major success in Canada. And so she's got wacky stories from that. Brandy and Krista were in an indie pop band that had a bassoon and a French horn, if you can imagine. So how did these ladies put it together? Like how did how did how did that happen? Hey man, all you gotta do is listen to the first three episodes and then you'll find out. It's all there. Nice. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> and it even tells how I how I came in and I was not an early adopter. <laughs> Things get a little bit every once in a while too, there's some headbutting and um but the way everybody cares for each other, it's you know, I, I think it's funny, I think it's compelling. And I think it's, I think you're going to learn stuff. I think, I think it kind of has something for everyone, honestly, that podcast. And cool. even though it's the road case and it's stories from the road, I, I mean. Have you ever thought of doing your own podcast? Yeah, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to give that. I'm not going to give away too much around that. Oh, oh, do tell. <laughs> Just hit stop and I'll tell you. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll talk. After, after. We'll talk. The post show. All right. So <laughs> I'll, I'll let you get out of that and let's get a, yeah. a last song on. Okay. Well, um, let's let's do, I don't know what key it's in, but. Um, Pick one. I'm sure it'll yeah, be fine. Well, so Nice Horse has a record coming out this year. Okay. Um, and this song was cut. I don't know. I don't actually know what's making the record. I don't uh, totally. But I know this song was cut at one point for it. So, okay. you know, but things can get left on the cutting room floor. For sure. Um, so you're going to do a nice horse song. This is actually a song that, yeah, that Brandy and I wrote with Carolyn Don Johnson. Oh, awesome. Um, that awesome. nice horse cut. Maybe it'll be on the record. Well, here's hoping. Here's hoping. Live? Man, I'll get my royalties like in place in real time, and I won't have to go back 10 years later. Now that you know how to do it. <laughs> when you know better, you do better, Gilly. <laughs> oh, God, I wish that were true. Live at Gilmore Guitars, Tara Lee. Step up your game, but don't step on toes. Don't be a yes, but don't be a no. Apologize, but be polite. Don't always agree, but don't start a fight. Don't be wrong, but you can't be right. Don't be dull, but don't shine too bright. Shine too bright. Strong and sweet, soft and tough. You can be all of the above. You've got love. You're not too little, you're not too much. You're always enough. You've got 
Will the crowd be more of the same? You can play the field, but don't get around. You can give it up, but keep the volume down. Better hold back, give it all you got. Don't be too cold, don't be too hot. Not too hot. Strong and sweet, soft and tough. You can be all of the above when you've got love. Not too little, you're not too much. You're always enough when you've got love. Guitars, Tara Lee. Nicely done. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for coming in. Oh my goodness. Thanks show. for having me. I mean, it felt like we just got to hang out. It's great. Get caught up. It. Let's yeah. do it again. Okay. <laughs> Anytime. I mean, and getting my hands on a Gilmore. It's been there a while. You you're, you're, you're playing. Uh, what I, is this I, one that I'm playing? I that is uh, part of the isolation series of guitars, the Model A. Uh, it's a uh, Sapili mahogany with a spruce top and an iron acetate finish on the top. That guitar, I tell people, I tell everybody that'll listen, anybody that'll listen, <laughs> that uh, that's my favorite guitar in the room. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and I don't have a reason why. It's just when I pick it up and I start playing it, it just kind of feels like home to me. Yeah. Well, it, for me, it, I got little hands, and it, so it, this particular—it's for sale. Is, oh, but is it now? <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it's it's my favorite guitar in the room, and there's some you know I don't. There's I some don't, nice guitars in I, there. I, so. I don't want to sound like a dick, but yeah. there's some pretty nice guitars yeah, in my showroom. Are. Yeah, I'll say it. Okay. Yeah, I'll sound like. Please it. do, do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean you're like pick one. I'm like, how do I pick? But I'm into it. I like, yeah. it. I like the look of it too. You know, I'm an aesthetics girl too. Yeah. Obviously, I want it to sound good. But it's got a it's got a cool look to it too, yeah. Excellent. Thanks for letting me play it. Thank you for playing it. Live at Gilmore Guitars, it's in the can. <laughs> <laughs> 